From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of June 6th, 2012 from Orlando, Florida. I am your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by everyone in Orlando. <laughs> Walter Eccles, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Dustin West on the controls. Uh, in this segment, we are going to talk about our 15th anniversary. Yay! <laughs> The Diz turned 15. Yeah, I, the, the enthusiasm for this is just as stunning. Um, <laughs> the Diz turned 15 on June 1st. And uh, in internet years, that's like, yeah. we're as old as IBM. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I think especially for me, uh, it, very, uh, you know, very, very big milestone anniversary. Uh, when I think about how this started and how it grew and how it became what it is and turned into what it is. It just is one of those things that even though I lived it and I was there for all of it, I, it's still very surreal to me. It's very surreal to me that this is 15 years that we have been doing this. And I think for John and I in particular, it's probably more surreal than it is for anyone else because we have been here since the very beginning. And so I kind of want to talk about, uh, the, the, you know, the anniversary and the 15 years and some of the milestones of the 15 years. But also, uh, I've been asking over the last few weeks for people to send us their Diz story. Uh, the reason that I started this site was very simple. I wanted to help people plan great trips to Disney. It was my passion, is my passion, our passion. And that is, at the end of the day, what the site is about. Whether it's the boards, the blog, the podcast, uh, the Diz itself, dreams, all of these things were created to help people have better vacations at Disney. And so I wanted to hear how the Diz impacted people in that way and you know, how they made friends on the Diz. I mean, it's become this amazing community. And that's part of the reason why we have revived the venerable prize matron. And uh, we're, we're doing something a little different, though. Uh, and I kind of want to explain, uh, again, for those people who are not familiar with the prize matron, it's actually a, a device that's here on, the, on my desk right now with 50 buttons on it. Each button corresponds to a different prize. That prize can be anything from a DizBoards.com Hydro Flask to a, a Disney gift card to a trip to Disney World, a trip to Disneyland, an Adventures by Disney trip, all sorts of stuff are in here. And uh, we've asked people to submit their stories. And throughout the month, we are going to play uh, some of these voicemails that we've received and read some of the emails we've received of people telling us their Diz story. If we play your voicemail or read your email on the show this month, you will get to pick a number. But what we're going to do differently this time is that once a number is picked, it is retired for this round. So if somebody picks number one, then nobody else can pick number one. And we'll, we'll keep a, a running list on the podcast uh, show notes page, podcast.wwinfo.com, of what numbers have been picked. And uh, 
so once the prizes in here have been exhausted, the prize matron will be retired for a certain amount of time and then brought back again, you know, six months from now, a year from now, whatever. Like Disney puts movies in their vault. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We put the prize matron in the vault, or at least the prize portion of the prize matron. Because really what the prize matron is is a device that allows me to store you know, hundreds and hundreds of sound clips and then assign them to these buttons and play them. So I can you know, use it for the prizes. I can also use it for sound effects. And you know, when you hear the intro music at the top of the show, that's actually being played, played out of the prize matron. So... But uh, you know, there's going to be a thread with people doing process of el- elimination, saying, <laughs> "Okay, hmm, this is gone. It, this, this is, is gone. this is gone. The trips, trips are still in there." Yeah, I Disney will tell you there, there are. Dustin, correct me if I'm wrong. I think there were two Disneyland trips, two Walt Disney World trips, and one Adventures by Disney trip. So there are five vacations. You have a one in ten chance wow. of winning a vacation. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, there's a three day, three night Disneyland. There's a uh, five day, four night Disney World, and that one actually is at a moderate resort and includes dining, park hopper tickets, all the good stuff, and then one Adventures by Disney trip that goes to you can choose from either uh, Backstage Magic or uh, Costa Rica. We actually have a listener. Um she and her husband have been waiting since last January oh boy. when the prize matron broke. Okay. Um, she, she was seriously like one of the last, the last people that got to pick a number. Okay. She was never awarded a prize. <laughs> um, does she have a number pick? Yes, she does. And what is her name? Her name is Natalie. She knows who she is. <laughs> <laughs> she knows she, you know who you are. Um, her number is 12. Her number is 12. So the, for the first time in uh, 16 months or 18 yeah. months, a very patient Natalie. A very say. patient Natalie. I really hope number 12 is a good number for her. So let's see what Natalie has won. You have won two tickets to a Disney water park. You'll enjoy a day of your choice at either Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach, courtesy of your friends at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Congratulations and thanks for listening. Yeah. Yay. It's a pretty good prize for waiting for so long. At least it wasn't a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> there's not that there's anything wrong with gift cards. Wow, Julie. <laughs> well, she's been waiting for a long time, is what I'm saying. You know that also so. that also retires the number twelve. Number twelve cannot be picked. Didn't you mention something about uh, people having three choices for numbers in case this this first round of people picks the yeah, same number? Yeah, in case somebody picks a number that's been retired, we have an alternate number to go to. So yeah, we'll ask people to pick three numbers. We'll go with the first, second, backup, no, backup numbers. So. But uh, number 12 is now retired. So congratulations, Natalie. Uh, And just let everybody know, there is $15,000 worth of prizes to celebrate our 15th anniversary. Oh, (laughs) 14,946. I don't know how much those water park tickets are. I don't know. But so, all right, let's, um, before we get to some of the, uh, the stories, Let's talk about the last 15 years. Does anybody have a particular memory, a, a particular event in the last 15 years that they want to talk about? Sure, I'll start. When I first met John, <laughs> not, you really forced you to. <laughs> that this wasn't being forced? No. Oh, okay. Let me start again. I'll be happy to share my story. <laughs> Just creepy. When I first met John, he told me about these boards. And I kept saying to him, why would anybody do that? 
why would anybody want to go and talk about Disney? He said, and he kept saying to me, I can't believe that you love Disney so much and you've never found the Diz. I said, well, why would I want to go on the boards and talk to people about it? It's 17 miles away. I'll just go. And he said to me, all right, well, I think you would enjoy it. So I started and I promised him I wasn't going to post. I'm never going to join these boards. <laughs> This is just silly. I'm never going to join these boards. And I would sit and talk to my computer and he'd say, you know, you can just register and actually post what you're saying. No, I'm never going to do that. Well, you see where that got me. So it's very much changed my life in every way possible. Uh, What I do for a living, who I live with, where I go who my friends are Mm -hmm. it's affected every single aspect of my life and for all of that i am very very grateful i'm very grateful to the people who have been supportive through the good and the bad right so i'm just very very pleased to be part of this awesome awesome uh i want to play something that we received from doug r who is soulfan68 on the boards. Well, greetings, podcast team. It's Doug R. from Central PA, Soulfan68 on the boards. My parents started taking my sister and I to the world in the mid-70s, and over the years I've seen the Orlando parks explode and grow, and when I finally got married, my sweetheart and I honeymooned at the CBR. Now we take our son to the parks and make our own memories. The Diz community has been a big part of that. I've learned great ways to save money at Disney, drooled over food porn while awaiting my next trip, and wondered why the boards had to hate on the ABC commissary. Thanks, by the way, for vindicating my long-held position on their chicken curry. And the Diz continues to educate me. In August, my extended family will be taking our first-ever cruise on the Dream in order to celebrate my parents' 50th anniversary. And while I know my way around the bubble like the back of my hand, this really is going to be a whole new world. So it's off to the Diz I go to learn about the Aqueduct, the Castaway Key 5K, and the pros and cons of exploring Nassau. The podcast team and all of my fellow Dizzers make each trip that much better. So thanks for the last 15 years, and here's to many, many more. Awesome. Thank you very yeah. much uh, for that. Doug. He's got a great voice. That's what I was thinking. Wow. It's like a little radio I, I, voice. I'm imagining he yeah. probably does that for a living. Because <laughs> he's got a great voice for this. Good pacing and everything. Yeah. It's nice. And, uh, it was. Yeah. No, it was. Absolutely. Tons of laughing at me. Um, you know, uh, Kevin was, as Kevin was talking, um, you know, I, uh, uh, especially, uh, I think probably one of the greatest things I've gotten out of this, besides, you know, an amazing career and opportunities to do things I think any Disney fan would give their right arm to do um, are the people that we have gotten to meet and become friends with mm-hmm. uh, some of the people that have come into our lives through this show through the boards through the site I mean lifelong friends I think that is one of many things that has has surprised me about this this journey and you know I and John will back me up on this you know when we started this 15 years ago it was never any concept in our heads that it was going to turn into this 
you know, we thought it would just be something fun we would do while we did our lives. And if John hadn't gotten a job with Disney and we moved down here, this never would have turned into what it did. It never would have, I don't think it, I think it just would have kind of gone on for a while and at some point died out because, you know, other things would have taken precedence. It wouldn't have become such a, a central piece in, in, in our lives. Don't you think it's wonderful that we have friends around the world because of the Diz? It's made the world a whole lot smaller. It's made me appreciate what's going on in the rest of the world because now I know I have friends in those countries all because of the Diz. Yeah, Julie was singing It's a Small World in Our Head. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you know, you were asking if there was, one, um, there was one thing in the 15 years. For me, this fall will be 11 years that I've been with the Diz. That's right. There's not one particular moment, but I just it's the whole, all the years put together and the entire journey and thinking of the the opportunities that it's given me, um, career. Um, I mean, this is a creative playground that I'm able to to fail and test things out in, a, in an arena that I was never able to do before, or I don't think I'd be able to do with any other company. And also being able to do it with, uh, you know, with great friends and, you know, with Disney. But, you know, more than that, it's also, you know, we're talking about the people that come into our lives when Ferris was born that's when it really hit me. Bob, that was, that was the, the taste. And then when Ferris was born, that was just like, wow. Yeah. I mean, just receiving gifts from all over the world. Yep, yep. It, was, it was something else. And it also it given us the opportunity to stay at home with him and Finley. And so it's, it goes on forever. I think the time, the thing that shocked me the most was when we started the podcast... I've talked about this many, many times. We started the podcast, and I figured our families were listening. Who else was listening to us do this, you know? Yeah. And we got an email from a man who was an overnight trucker in Scotland, <laughs> which at the time oh, was very exotic to me. That somebody was driving through, you know, I had this whole Wuthering Heights thing in my fore, in my head that he was, you know, driving through the moors. And, <laughs> but that someone found us interesting enough to listen to us while he was working and that to me was shocking and it was a revelation that there were actually people out there listening and that's kind of always stuck with me that there might be somebody in a truck in scotland listening to us in the middle of the night and that to me just seemed overwhelming at the time well you know it's funny you mentioned that because truth be told um you know i'm a uh, i'm a statistics and metrics freak um i can give you any number on any aspect of any of our websites, traffic, sales, you name it, I'm, I'm on top of those numbers all the time. It's my thing. The one thing we never tracked, and I did this intentionally, was the show. I did not track how many listeners we had because I didn't want to know. Mm -hmm. That there were seven people in a group sitting there well, listening. Well, no, because <laughs> this, 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 dynamic, this dynamic has always been a dynamic of us sitting around talking with each other. It's a group of friends of people who know each other, work together, socialize together, mm. talking about Disney. And in the beginning, the, when we first started the show, I mean, we were terrified. Terrified. And terrible. 
No, actually, I went back and listened to some of those early shows. They've been not, not that not that bad. Oh, it, in my head, they are. They really aren't. <clears throat> it was you know we were definitely nervous. You could hear the nervousness, but uh, the. I didn't want to change that dynamic. I didn't want to know how many people were listening. Now, I talked in the last, in the News and Rapid Fire show about how we were, were changing uh, around our feed. And this is something that we're just doing this past week. And in making this change, I am now able to see the volume of listeners. And it's freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> it's... I mean, tens of thousands of people a week are listening to this show. And it's, I've only got a very small sample of numbers right now. And uh, it's, I'm glad to know that. I always kind of suspected, but I didn't know. I didn't know if a thousand people listened or 5,000 people or 10 or 20 or 30. I didn't know. Now I do. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm refreshing that page every five minutes to see. <laughs> uh, but it's, it, it's amazing how much of a reach the site has had. That, I think, is probably one of the things I'm proudest of, is that, you know, Disboards.com has become pretty ubiquitous. You know, Disney, you talk to people at Disney, they all know about Disboards.com. Mm -hmm. Talk to virtually any Disney fan with a computer, and they've been to the boards mm -hmm. at least once. And, you know, and I, and I love that. I, I love that those boards have turned into what they've turned into. And in spite of the haters who criticize us for how we run it, we must be doing something right because the traffic on those boards keeps growing by 20 and 30% a year. And it's been around for 15 years. So if we weren't doing it right, those boards wouldn't be what they are. So. I have a question. Um, how did it actually start? Was it like one little thread and some people just happened upon it? Or how I, does that work? I, I, I used to work on the site when we first started it because I had a full-time job. So I really worked on the site on the weekends. And it was a Saturday morning that I, you know, was playing around and uh, I had I had spent some time on what was known, is known as a Usenet group. That's the, uh, uh, it, 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 it's kind of, it was kind of like a free-for-all, how do you describe a Usenet group? It, it was it, like a discussion forum. It's like a discussion forum. When, but it was graphical, it was more. It was all text-based. Text -based, right. uh, it was, and it's still there. Like, uh, like kind of instant messaging or no, no? No, it was like you, you posted to it, but it just, it was internet-wide. It wasn't site-specific. It was internet-wide. Anybody could get to it. You didn't have to go to a specific website. It's, a, it's too hard to explain. I'm not okay, going to go into it. Okay, all right. But it was not moderated, and it was incredibly nasty. And I, I found it very nasty. If you weren't part of the quote-unquote click, and you asked a question, you just got berated, and, and, and I mean, it was terrible. So I said, I wonder if there's something out there. You know, I was always looking for new scripts, uh, programs to add to the site to improve and in, 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 increase its functionality. And I came across a script that was called Matt's CGI Scripts. And actually, there are versions of them still out there. And one of, one of the scripts Matt had was a threaded discussion forum. It was very basic. And I threw it up there. And I think the first fight 
broke out like a week later. <laughs> and it was over, I think it was McDonald's being at the Animal Kingdom or something. <laughs> um, and I had said something to the effect of uh, eat an animal on your way to see them. And somebody got upset with that. You know, it started, it was like a week into it. And that just started to grow. And then what happened was uh, that script was not designed to handle any kind of volume. So as it got busier and they got bigger, we kept crashing our server. And that was when we were forced to move to our first dedicated server because of the boards, because we were on what was known as a shared host at that time. Our site was not the only site on that server. You know, the company sold you know, spaces to a lot of different sites. But because of our boards, we kept crashing the server and everybody was down, so they made us move to our own. And then eventually the, the, the script started crashing that server, our own server. And we eventually had to move the boards to its own server, and that's when we went, I believe that was when we went to vBulletin. I may have that wrong, but it was something like that. And, uh, well, actually, we didn't go to vBulletin first. We went to um, UBB, Ultimate Bulletin Board, and they were charging, they ended up charging us a ridiculous amount of money, and that's when we found vBulletin. And maybe that's kind of a whole big, long story. But uh, it... Uh, that's kind of how it started. But those boards exploded almost from the, be the minute really? I put them up. Yeah, from the minute I put them up. People just found them on the internet, did searches, and yeah. and yeah, the way, they, the way you find a website. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. So, But at that time, there was, no, um, there was no advertising. We weren't out there saying, this website's out there, come and find it. For the most part, it was people stumbling across it yeah. on their own. Well, we would get links from other Disney sites. Right, right. And, uh, links out there. most of those sites don't exist. The only site that was that I remember that was around before us, there may have been others, but I, the one I remember was uh, Deb Wills, mm -hmm. uh, All Ears. That was around before we were. And uh, like I said, there may be others, I just wasn't aware of them. That was the one I was aware of. But uh, So yeah, it was kind of like, and there were, there were other Disney sites, but I don't think any of them are still around. Um, Did Disney have their own website at that time? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so let's play a, a, another voicemail that we received from Kelsey, who is Auntie Kells on the boards. My name is Kelsey. I'm Auntie Kells on the boards. Here's my Diz story. I met my husband when he moved to a military base in Washington State, and he joined the Scottish pipe band I was playing with. He claims it was love at first sight. I needed more convincing. As we became friends, I told him I would never date a man in the military. It was just too hard. He promised that I had nothing to worry about. His unit hardly ever deploys, and the likelihood of moving away was very low. After weeks of courting, I finally caved in to my man in uniform. We became inseparable. He even drove 90 minutes from base to visit me almost daily. As I should have known, three months into our relationship, he got orders to deploy. I was heartbroken. How could this happen? Why him? Why me, for that matter? It turned out a woman in his unit was expecting her second child and had to turn down her orders, so my man stepped up to the plate. Looking back, the worst part of the deployment was probably waiting for it to start. He got the news on Valentine's Day, but he didn't leave until the end of June. We spent most of that time making as many memories as possible together. 
I also filled many hours using those memories to create scrapbook pages to send him and other gifts to remind him of home. When he finally left, I cried enough tears to fill the tanks at SeaWorld, and then I decided it was time to pull myself together. I started thinking about the best way to make, take my mind off of my loneliness. Knowing me, it's engulfing myself in a massive project. Even though we talked of marriage, I felt it was bad juju to think about weddings before we were actually engaged. So the next best thing was planning our first vacation together. We discussed different options, but when he mentioned visiting his grandma and auntie in Tampa, my mind went straight to Disney World. Who doesn't love a two-for vacation anyway? We were instantly hooked on the idea. As a dedicated library employee, I went directly to the computer to start my research. On that very first night, I found the Diz. I started reading trip reports mostly, then I found the boards in the podcast. I don't remember exactly how I found the podcast because I'd never listened to one before, but it was life-changing. I don't mean to sound dramatic, but it literally changed the way I got through every day. I listened to current and archived podcasts at work, sometimes at night if I couldn't sleep, or whenever I needed a pick-me-up. I even took notes to relay what I learned to my honey. The messages were something like, There's this guy Kevin and a sad little crab cake and I couldn't stop laughing and everyone on the bus was staring at me. You'll just have to listen to that one. The next day, I went out and bought three different Disney World travel books. As I read through the guides, there was so much I wanted to share that I started adding post-it notes with thoughts I had had throughout each page. When I finished the book, I sent it off to my airman with extra post-it notes for him to use, and he sent it home again twice as thick with his own notes. The Diz was like a life preserver for me. It gave me something positive to talk about to keep our spirits up on the phone. It also kept us connected because planning our Disney trip was the only thing we really had in common during the long six months that didn't involve being sad. Being in a deployment situation can get overwhelming with the I miss you's and how much longer's and this sucks. I wanted so desperately to be strong for him so he would know that I was proud to be his girlfriend and waiting for him was totally worth it. Trip planning with the Diz got me through it all. Even when his orders to return home were pushed back from 15 days before Christmas to five days after. We still had our Disney trip to look forward to. Finally, the night before our flight to Orlando, two months after his homecoming, he got down on one knee and asked me to be his wife. We had the best trip ever. Three years later, I still listened to the Diz Unplugged every week and post occasionally on the boards, and we cupped the post-it-covered guidebooks in his deployment memory box. I can't thank you enough for the gift of happiness you gave my husband and me. We'll never forget it, and we'll never stop listening. Thank you. Well, thank you, Kelsey. That was a wonderful Wonderful Great story. story. You have Teresa in tears. Really, I was fine till the end. <laughs> oh, she said hello when you cried. I did not. <laughs> Is uh, anyone else worried that she completely glossed over Scottish pipe band? 
<laughs> she just, oh, I was in a Scottish pipe band, and that was, I wanted to hear more about that. <laughs> Explain that to me. Well, Kelsey, first of all, let me say to uh, your husband, thank you for your service. And to you as well, um, I think we can't forget the families that are home holding things down while your loved ones are uh, being heroes. And uh, so I want to say that. And uh, I, I think, you know, it's um, one of the reasons I chose this one was because uh, there have been a number uh, over the years uh, on the boards, on the show, number of times that we've heard from people in the service who have said, you know, on my deployment, this was, you know, this was a godsend either, you know, just having something to distract them for a little bit or to listen to. And that always meant, I mean, I, I, I feel really, really strongly, and anybody who's listened to the show for any length of time knows this, I feel very strongly about the military. And whether you've been deployed or not, the minute you sign that piece of paper to enlist and put on that uniform, you're a hero because you're making, you're making a sacrifice. You're making a sacrifice I could never make. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm not cut out for it. And the people who are, who are willing to give up their, their life and be willing to deploy to God-forsaken corners of the earth and leave your families and your children and your, your parents and your friends and your lives to defend us, well, I'm, that just takes a special kind of person. And like I said, I can't wrap my head around that, so I have a lot of respect for the people who do it. And the fact that in any measure, in some minute, insignificant, small way, anything that we do here makes that experience for either the families left at home or the people, the men or women deployed overseas, if anything that we do here makes that a little bit better and a little bit brighter, then um, that just, to me, I can't think of anything that we would do that would be better than that. So I love hearing stories like that. I absolutely love hearing stories like that. And you know, that also makes me think of uh, something else that uh, always stands out to me when I look at the history of the Diz. And that was what happened on the site after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one of our site visitors had a brother on uh, one of the planes that went into the World Trade Center. Uh, one of our moderators at the time, still a good friend, uh, Jay Clauber, who's a New York City police, uh, police officer, was one of those people running into those buildings when everybody else was running out. A decorated service hero who's they pinned a medal on his chest. The governor of New York pinned a medal on his chest. Um, and just the way the community came together and you know, the way people were supporting each other and, and supporting the people who had lost loved ones, um, that was the first time I had seen, because that was 2001, the site was still very young, and that was the first time I'd seen anything like that. And I was like, this is extraordinary. Of course, we saw that again after Bob passed away in... Uh, uh, April of 2008 and the incredible outpouring of love and support to us and to his family from all over the world I mean it was insane and other websites other Mm -hmm. website yeah yeah I mean it was really it was really moving and again that community that's formed here that just was beyond anything I ever imagined 
and uh, that's when we see it. So, Kelsey, that was a wonderful story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. You asked about um, sort of a defining moment, and I've been sitting here trying to think about it, and I can't really pinpoint one. But I think what kind of amazes me about the whole 15 years is the progression of things, and that we've gone to places I didn't ever imagine we would go to. I never thought we would do a podcast. Yeah. I never thought we would do the things we're talking about doing with the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it, but where we're, where we're planning to go and the things we're planning to do. I never thought about these groups that we go on, Adventures by Disney, and traveling with people over and over again and becoming such good friends with them. So I think I'm always surprised by what mm-hmm. opportunities are unfolded by being part of the site and being part of Dreams Unlimited. So I, I can't pinpoint one thing you know and how it's grown um for anybody who's been listening for a while knows uh, my friend ricky pearson he was on the show early on um he sent me a text the other day after he saw the announcement of the 15 years and the welcome center he was like wow it's like this is crazy 15 years he's like welcome center and another um one of my friends posted on my facebook page was like with the welcome center it's like, I remember when you first got this job. Now you'll have a welcome center. And you were working out of this guy's dining room. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, was, that's exactly right. Corey so, was working yeah. out of my dining room. Yeah, it shocks us, but I think it shocks other people too. I joined the Diz back in 2001, but I had lurked for a couple years before, you know, because I didn't think I had enough Disney knowledge at that point to enter into any discussions. But I can remember there was one thread on the, the Diz that they talked about if you went to Planet Hollywood... If you asked for a VIP pass, it got you to the front of the line. And I can remember being at Caribbean Beach and going to guest services and said, hey, what about one of those passes to Planet Hollywood? And this guy got like this big smile on his face, like, oh, you know a secret. And and like all of a sudden it went off like, wow, the Diz is powerful. It's It's like where you can find out all this insider stuff that I thought was really cool. And at the time, you know, when I showed that to my family, they're all like, you're not going to get up. You're not going to pass everybody in the line. Cause those were the days when there was a long line outside of planet Hollywood. And they, you know, we walked up the steps and walked right in and everybody's like, wow, how did you find that? And I'm like on the Diz, but the Diz when I used to live in Pittsburgh was like my lifeline to Disney. And I would be on there, and people would be posting pictures. And I and I know I've said this before, and it sounds really corny, but I used to live to see those pictures and people's trip reports, and you know that they they added something on Main Street. I just love those details. And I said, you know, if I ever got to move to Florida, I was going to repay that favor, and that's what I did. That's I started posting pictures mm-hmm. and just some of the little things, even to this day, that I post on there. Because I remember how much I lived for those little things that you just never realized that I can remember when the hurricane was going on and I took pictures of the tie downs for the carts in Magic Kingdom and how many hits I got and how many emails I got from people because they wanted to know about that same kind of stuff. And without the Diz, all of us people that are into the details, we wouldn't have a place to go. Before before I knew about the Diz... When we used to plan our vacations as a family to Disney World, 
sometimes I was allowed to call up and make the reservations. And now that I know I was talking to a reservationist that was 15 miles away from Disney, I used to quiz them on everything. What's the weather like? What's changed? Is this the same? Do they still have this? And they would say to me, sir, I just don't know all of this. (laughs) And, but I think, I think that's amazing. And I think people love that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, a big reason that we started the site to begin with was just because, you know, I, 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 I had two modes of operating. I was either planning a trip to Disney World or I was in Disney World. That was it. There was no other state of being for me. And when I was planning a trip, it's all, I just wanted to soak up as much as I could. I wanted just to, 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 be, in, to be connected to it, especially, you know, you know, Monday morning going into work and it's gray and it's rainy and it's cold and you th- just you want to think about Disney World. And, you know, and, and that was why I started the site. It was a way for me to connect to it when I wasn't here. And it's, I kind, it's kind of the experience I have when I go out to Disneyland now because I have to make a special trip out there and it's always very exciting and it's always very, you know, uh, I kind of have that same feeling about Disneyland that, that I used to have about Disney World. I mean, I still love Disney World, don't get me wrong. It's just, it's across the street. So it's like, it's not, you know, not the same as it was when we lived in Jersey, but. All right, our next one comes to us from Paul in New York. Hey guys, this is Paul from New York. Congratulations and happy anniversary. It's hard to believe that it's been six years now since I started subscribing to the show. Originally, just to get some planning tips and to um, work out some uh, some vacation ideas, but now, six years later, I find myself looking forward to every episode, and it's become one of the, if not the podcast, I look forward to every week. And so I think that's a real testament to how good of a program you guys put on. It, you've gone well beyond just being a show about Disney or planning or tips, and now it's really an entertaining program. And um, it's I even suggest folks that aren't big Disney fans or aren't planning a trip to listen just to have an escape. It is for me, especially after a a long day or or a long week. It's something I genuinely look forward to. And I had hoped to uh, leave some thoughts about how helpful the show has been. Uh, But then when I realize we're up on the six-year anniversary now, my mind goes back to certain key times or certain moments. And uh, I thought I would share those with you. Interestingly, there are less of the fun times and funny times and more of the poignant moments. So the first one that when I think back that that jumps right out are the episodes with Bob. I mean, those were a tremendous amount of fun and the show is great now and it's hilarious now but and entertaining now. But with Bob, there was a whole nother dimension and anybody who remembers those episodes with Bob knows that it's hard to describe what Bob was all about, but safe to say... He brought he brought a lot. There was a lot of you know hilarious threads that that um, only Bob could create. And uh, the other thing about Bob, though, I recall is he was a really honest guy. He had a real honest type of humor to him, and it made him extremely relatable. And I'll never forget the week when he passed. Uh, there was no show that went up, and Pete, you had put up a message that a tragedy had happened, and subsequently you had described the circumstances around his passing. And I'll never forget it just hitting me like, like a ton of bricks, as though he was somebody I knew, as though he were a friend. And here's this guy who just uh, you know, made me smile through a podcast. 
and it really it really shook me up when that happened and um but safe you know you guys have carried on really well and i think it's a classy thing that you have named the studio after him another moment in the show and again these aren't funny moments or entertaining moments but moments that really stuck with me really resonate is when um julie after uh, ferris was born was talking about some of the insensitive things that parents had said, namely people apologizing to her. And I'll never forget uh, Julie telling all those parents that they could stuff their stories in a sack. And I, I guess at that moment, it really got me riled up, and I couldn't be behind her more. And I thought it was such a, such a beautiful expression, especially as a parent myself. I can't imagine having somebody come to me and, and saying that they're sorry for my kid. And I would, you know, I'll never forget that moment. And it was so, you know, with the you know, as as uh, as crazy and ridiculous as some people are, I mean, Julie, you you gave such a great response with a lot of poise, and I, I really admire you for that. And lastly, there was another uh, another point during one of the initiatives to raise money for Give Kids the World that I'll never forget, and that comes from Teresa. And Teresa, you had recalled a story about being on Main Street, and you had stood next to a mother whose daughter was um, uh, given a trip to Disney World through uh, Give Kids the World. And the mother had explained that uh, her daughter didn't have much more time, and this likely was her last trip, And uh, which is difficult enough as it is, but I guess during the course of the parade, um, the daughter had turned to her mother and said, Mommy, I'll never get to be a princess, will I? And the mother had immediately without missing a beat just snap back that you'll always be a princess and that story just even to this day it hits me really hard and I got to say that when I think back <clears throat> to the show and and the six years now um, it's something that you take for granted as a listener it's always there and it's effectively free I mean all you need is an iPhone or an iPod and you got it but you know, if you stop thinking of this show as a podcast and think of it as a piece of programming, as a piece of entertainment that you really enjoy, um, I can't help but want to pay you guys back somehow. And that last story in particular has always made me feel as though if I were go going to pay you guys back, perhaps the best way is through a donation to Give Kids the World. And so I would encourage anyone else out there who feels like I do, who feels like they want to pay back um, the podcast team for the great work that they've done and for for the great shows that you guys have put out and for all those great memories and all those great tips and moments and all of that. To pay them back, I can't really think of a better way than to make a donation, either unsolicited or in their name, to give kids the world. And hopefully that meshes nicely with the, uh, the initiative that you guys have going on now uh, to get to the million dollar mark. So with that, I just want to say thank you so much again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a great show. I hope it goes on forever, but nothing good ever does, so I'm just hoping it never does. Take care, guys. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, that Paul, and uh, this show will go on forever. I was going to say, it was a little <laughs> doom and gloom. <laughs> I know what he means, though. It's like your favorite TV show being canceled, yeah, you know? I know. Nothing good ever well, oh, I totally let's agree, hopefully, Paul. hopefully that that will not be. <laughs> I still miss Will and Grace. Part of our exactly. history, but uh, you definitely got some tears flowing here at the table, 
um, during your voicemail. I appreciate you sending sending that in. I have something to say to him just because of, of what he said, you know, and I, I, I really did get upset about people saying, you know, saying that they were sorry. But uh, yesterday at Ferris's school, they had a little, um, you know, we're getting out of school party. And it was a bounce house, like a slide and things like that. But he wouldn't do it alone. So one of his teachers suggested that I climb in. So I did. And I showed him how to climb and slide by himself. Did that two or three times where I had to help him. And then finally he came in and, and he did it on his own. I said, see, Ferris, I said, you don't need me. I don't need to be in here. Mm-hmm. And his teacher, Miss Busby, she said, I just love the way that you are with him. Mm-hmm. She said, you don't treat him like he can't do anything. She said, you know, you know, I said, well, he can do anything he wants. Right. And she goes, exactly. She goes, and I just love to see that. She goes, thank you for, you know, for being the kind of mom that you are to him. When she Ferris was born, sweet. John and I had a conversation and we decided that Ferris went to the right people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. There's no question about Thanks. that. There is absolutely no question about that. I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. You guys cried for about five minutes when you found out that he had Down syndrome. And then it was, okay, what do we need to do? And that Research, was it. Research time. Yeah. Research not, time. And, and A lot of people, it's it's not that easy. I mean, I, you know, there are people who grieve for a long time for the child that they thought they were going to have. But I think because we waited so long for Ferris that it didn't make a difference to us at all. Right. We're like, okay, so what? He's still our baby. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He and, went to the right people. And you look at, at I mean, well, both your children just so happy. I mean, it's, and it was something... When we did the show at the Welcome Center, and you were getting ready to leave with Ferris, and you were holding him, and you had walked up to Corey, and Ferris just kind of reached out and just started gently rubbing the back of Corey's neck. It was the sweetest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. And it just, you know, you you see something like that, and you know, and and I think part of what our, our listeners uh, and friends respond to is that we kind of share all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's true. It's out there. We we share what we go through mm-hmm. in our lives. So it is a show about Disney, but it's also a show about you know us to some degree. And and we've been we've been really open with our lives, good and bad. And uh, <clears throat> that's why people, when Bob died, people felt like they knew him. As as Paul said, they felt like they knew him because they did. Yeah. Yes, exactly. they did. <laughs> they, did know you know? And they probably knew Bob better than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's you know there's there's not a lot of shtick going on here there, I, again we had this conversation very early on and i we talked about do we have to be characters and remember we all said no we've got to be able to be ourselves or it's not going to work exactly mm-hmm. and i think that's shocked people i hear that a lot when i meet people oh my gosh you are who you are you really are the person on the show and i don't know if they expect that i'm going to be george clooney when i get there or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> well we don't do radio voice i think i think dustin can speak to that really well. I mean, Dustin, is, this is the first time that a listener, somebody who listened to the show on, you know, on a regular basis, was hired <coughs> to come work for us. But, but you were... Uh, but you were already part of the team. He said regular that. person. Oh, is that, is that the, okay. No, I mean, you were already part of the team. You were already working, working with Dreams before we even started the show. I mean, so you, kind of, you, you knew mm. us... No, I, when the podcast first started, I used to sit at my computer and talk back to you guys. Really? Mm-hmm. But because the first time I came here, I was like in awe of the fact that I was in the Bob Varley studio. I was just as geeky as Dustin. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I stand corrected. Oh, I, Dustin, I apologize. She called you a geek. <laughs> <laughs> Been hearing it all my life. <laughs> I actually remember, Dustin, do you remember the night we met? Yeah. 
Well, at the poly. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. And he had been drinking. <laughs> he was nervous. That's why I kind of remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like to think that if you listen to the show uh, for any length of time, that uh, you have gotten to know us. I mean, because we are pretty much who we are. You say you said earlier that you were surprised at the number of people. Well, now that you're doing the metrics and the yeah. number of listeners we have, I'm always surprised at what people remember. Do you remember four years ago when you guys said this and you said that? And you said this like no, no, yeah. <laughs> I barely remember what I people said. People come up and repeat something you said. I'm like, wow, where, where, why are you saying and, that? And I'm actually a little self conscious because you think, okay, maybe I should not just you know have diarrhea of the mouth, but. <laughs> well, I think it's like uh, it's like me watching I Love Loopsie, Lucy episodes. Loopsie. Loopsie. Uh, <laughs> too. I've been drinking too. Um, I Love Lucy episodes. I can quote them verbatim. Yeah. However, I've watched them over and over and over again. We don't keep our podcast. I'm sh- I don't keep the podcast on my. I don't listen to the podcast. I know that's a confession. I just don't. Um, but I don't listen to them over and over again. People go back and listen to them again. And I think to myself, well, then they'll say, do you remember when you liked the color blue? And I think, no, did I say that? And yeah, you did, okay. So. People only remember the bad things that I say until Paul just said that he remembered a good thing. <laughs> and you think, take your sorry and stuff it in a sack is a good thing? Yes, yeah. I do. Absolutely. I'm, ju- I'm just teasing you. It is a good thing. All right, we have another voicemail. Does this one going to make me cry, too? I have no idea. I hope so. Uh, honey, he's going to say hello when you're going to cry. So, really. Um, this is from Ryan Santos. So, here is Ryan. Hello. My name is Ryan Santos. Rhinosaur on the boards. And I wanted to share my Diz experience, even though it's a bit on the long side. I had lurked, dabbled a little bit on the side a couple years ago. But what got me to hang around was my planning for a trip to celebrate my two-year wedding anniversary in July last year. I really wanted to surprise my wife with a proper vacation as we did not get a proper honeymoon since I had been laid off about six months prior to our wedding. We finally got back to a place where taking a vacation was feasible and I was going to maximize our trip. I dove headfirst into the Disneyland subforums to read up on suggestions, tips, tricks, and help. I love the Hojo web feed, by the way. I found a great place to say where to get the best ticket prices and what sort of things I could pack to make the trip better. One of the best suggestions I had was to check out the Disneyland podcast. I got hooked. Bad. I went to iTunes and downloaded all the backlog of the Disneyland podcast. Somehow a Disney World podcast slipped into my queue, and I listened and began wondering what I'd been missing out on. I also went back and downloaded a large backlog of those, and you all accompanied me on our several trips from Las Vegas to Disneyland. Over those next few months, I had slowly been in the early planning stages of either our first Disney cruise or first Disney World vacation. Well, over Thanksgiving trip to see a Disneyland decorated for Christmas for the first time, one of the best things that happened to us in our lives so far happened. I'll explain in a bit. Fast forward a week or so before Christmas, I came home early to find my wife holding a present looking so anxious for me to open it. I ripped it open, the present, it was a baby outfit. Oh. My. Gosh. I'll leave out the details, but that Thanksgiving trip we left with a souvenir that we won't see for about (laughs) nine months. Anyway, of course we had to celebrate, so I went again to the boards. I planned a two-night trip to Disneyland Hotel over New Year's Eve with in-room surprises and a special dinner out. Although this changes our summer plans and delays our first time to the world until our little man is old enough to remember slash tall enough, it will be worth it to share our first Disney World trip as a family. And obviously we will use Dreams Unlimited. 
No questions. We still listen to each podcast as we're at the table with you guys. I save all the dining reviews and park ride overviews, even though we probably won't make it out there for five years or so, and even knowing that the experiences will change. We are keeping ABD on the radar after listening to the trip reports, and one day, I really believe this, we will join you all for an ABD trip or a podcast cruise, and there will be an awesome story and an inside joke between you all and the Santos family. <laughs> Our party of two is becoming a party of three, which means you guys gain another listener, another fan. <laughs> also, I wanted to share what our little boy's name will be. Neeland. As in, if you take away the D-I-S from the word Disneyland, you have Neeland. Nerdy? Maybe. Oh. Meaningful? Definitely. Oh. Thanks again, and here's to many more years. We'll be here. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I was sitting here thinking that they have to use a Disney name like Walt or, you know, something. Peter, Peter Peter Pan. (laughs) No, Peter Werner. (laughs) That's uh, that's awesome. And I can tell you, Ryan, I can tell you that uh, Tom Bell, the host of the Disneyland uh, edition of the Diz Unplugged, loves hearing these stories about people that find his show first (laughs) and then discover us. Uh, That's uh, that's awesome. And... uh, uh, congratulations to you and your wife yep. on your on your, uh, your 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 pregnancy, and uh, that was that's great. They're that's, the first people I know that have an actual little souvenir. I've seen that you know that commercial mm-hmm. that they yep. had years Mom ago. Yeah. Yep. Mom and Dad, I'm calling a little souvenir. We came back with DVC. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Who else has something they want to? Sure, you haven't spoken. I, <clears throat> I mean, when you think back to everything that the site has led to, you know, the trips we get to take, the people we get to see, the fact that we have met people all over the world, that's fantastic. But the thing that always hits me is the people who are going through bad times in their life, especially a lot of people with cancer. And how uh, the show helps them through some really rough times. When you're doing it, you know, we're having a lot of fun, we're laughing, and you know people are going to listen to it and probably enjoy it. But when you hear people who, who say, I'm really sick, I need to laugh, I'm going to listen to your show. Your show helps me make it through something really, really painful. Mm-hmm. That just adds a whole new dimension to it. Mm-hmm. And we've had a lot of people come up and say, you know, thank you so much for making me laugh when I didn't think, you know, I had any laughter left in me. So that's always impressed me when people come up and say how much it means to them to help make it through something difficult. It's almost hard for me to think about that while we're doing this because I think to myself, it's a lot of, it's, I don't want to say it's a lot of pressure. That's wrong. It's almost too overwhelming to think Mm -hmm. that someone has to do that when we're sitting here kind of having fun. And it's, it's, it's a huge compliment. It really is. is. It really is. And you're right. We hear that. We hear that a lot that, you know, people are, you know, sick and, going through challenges in their life and that the show adds, you know, just a little, you know, a little something to their day or the site adds something to their day, the amount of support that people get. I mean, over the years we've had, I can't countless, countless experiences where people have had challenges in their lives and they've gone to the board to share it and just received this enormous amount of, of, of support and an outpouring of, of love and I think it just, you know, it speaks to the community. It it's speaks, powerful. Mm-hmm. It speaks to the quality. I mean, I, I'm sure there are other great communities on the internet 
I happen to think the Disney community, and not just the ones that are on our site, I'm speaking across the board, I think the Disney community is the best of all of them. Well, Max was sick, and we would send out prayer requests for him and the amount of responses we would get. And, Hundreds. And how it made a big difference with our dog. It, you could tell I believe it, it. A big difference. I believe it. I believe those prayer requests and those requests for good thoughts uh, do make a difference. I I've really asked do. a couple of times. You know, and I believe it helps. I, I really do. If nothing else, it just gives you, gives you comfort. comfort. Sometimes you just have to take a step forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let us know you're out there. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you very much again for that, Ryan. Uh, the last one we have for this week comes to us from Steve Gitler, uh, Disney Steve on the boards. Hi, podcast crew. Congratulations on your 15th anniversary. This is Steve Gitler from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, Disney Steve on the boards. I haven't been with you from the start, but I have been around for about 10 of your 15 years. I have lots of Diz-related stories, but I wanted to share one of my favorites. This happened about six or seven years ago. My wife and daughter and I were at Walt Disney World having lunch at Crystal Palace. Winnie the Pooh came to our table and suddenly got very excited, repeatedly pointing to my shirt and then to himself. At first, I didn't understand what he was trying to say, I wasn't wearing a Winnie the Pooh t-shirt. Then I realized he wasn't pointing to my shirt, he was pointing to the green Mickey head pinned to my shirt. As you know, the green Mickey head paint samples from Home Depot have become an emblem of the Diz. So Pooh was telling us that he, or she as it turned out, was a Diz Boards member. Sure enough, a short time later a young woman came over to our table. She was a friend of Pooh and also a Disboards member. We spent time chatting and actually got together with her a couple of times on later visits. Our daughter, who was about eight or nine at the time, thought this was the neatest thing, as did my wife and I. So you never know who you will meet when you identify yourself as a Dizzer. Keep up the great work. Take care. Awesome. I love hearing stories like that. It, it, it happens, I, you know, happens to us all the time. Mm-hmm. When you, we're in the parks and we were some, in the tower of london tower of london and we met dizzers yeah yeah it was it was hysterical we're all uh, they're, they're everywhere all you got to do is identify yourself although now disney has discontinued that paint line so i don't think they can get really? those lime green mickey heads anymore oh my god there's gonna be a mad rush now people are really <laughs> clearing out the shelves i just think we should create our own and send them out to people just and sell them so, of course, John. Of course. I have to pay for the prize, Matron. Can we do something. <laughs> you won a set of ten Mickey ears. Yeah. You have won absolutely nothing. <laughs> Courtesy of John. Courtesy of John. Hey, John. But um, now nah, you know it's it's uh, it, it really has been fifteen amazing years. Uh, I can't uh, thank all of you enough uh, for your support. Your enthusiasm, your passion uh, for sharing it with us here on the show, for sharing it on the boards, for your support of Dreams Unlimited, which allows us to pay for a lot of the things that we do, uh, your support of our, our, our advertisers and of us personally. You know, it, it, I, was, I, I was homeless on the streets of New York when I was 21 years old, and here I sit 26 years later, 
um, doing what I do for a living, being able to spend all of my time figuring out ways to share my passion. Uh, this is the greatest job in the world. And I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for you folks and the people sitting at this table. So to all of you, I say thank you for 15 wonderful years and here's to 15 more. And with that, we are going to end this segment. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll be with you again next time with another edition of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, folks. And remember, thanks for 15 wonderful years.